Lays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. coverage podcast formerly known as hoop ball hawks we cover everything regarding the atlanta hawks i'm here with brad harden recording live from atlanta georgia and i'm recording this on tuesday january 4th and i'm recording this the night after trey young had a career night career game just a magnificent performance from trey young all in a losing effort. So a true gut punch there. And we're going to talk about reactions from last night and reactions from comments made today by general manager Travis Schlenk, which raised some eyebrows in the media. I'm not surprised by the comments, but I'm going to talk about them and talk a little bit further about what is to come potentially for this Hawks team, especially with the trade deadline coming up here in the next month or so. So, We're going to cover all of this, but first, this plug. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%. Just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some in the words of future like i said earlier free band free band all right and we are back the hawks wasted a great performance from trey young it's not the first time this year but it's certainly the first time with these numbers that trey young put up i want to just you know tip my cap to trey because that was incredible just incredible a career high 56 last night. 56. I wanted 60, but hey, I want our Hawks win. Hell, we can't get what we want in this world at all times, but 56 points, the highest point scored from an opposing player in Moda Center history up in Portland. He added 14 assists, and he had 29 of his 56 in the first half. 
He shot 17 of 26 from the floor. So very efficient. And for my math aficionados, that is good for 65%. The man may be six foot, maybe six one on a good day. And he and you let him shoot 65% from the floor. The man shot seven to twelve from three. That's good for 58%. He made all 15 of his free throws. And you lose? You wasted this performance. Trey Young did everything imaginable to win this game. And as impressed as I was from the 56 points, I was even more impressed with the 14 assists. He, that means if you do the math, this man attributed to a lot of points for the Hawks last night. Dishing them and scoring them. And you lose the game. It was so frustrating. I felt for Trey Young. I mean, but to be fair, we had some players come back from COVID. You worry about their conditioning level. And I'm going to talk about this a little throughout the podcast. And I talked about it on Twitter last night. We don't know all the symptoms these players had when they went out with COVID. We don't. So some could have had real bad respiratory symptoms. And that could affect their conditioning, which could affect minutes and their play. Like, I'm just going to keep it a buck. That That is what it is. Did I throw him a bone? Yeah. But there are some things that are just inexcusable. And it was like a lot of players were in awe of Trey Young, and rightfully so. But you got you to gotta chip in as well. It's like the group project where the smartest kid in the class who doesn't mind doing it, is doing the work and doing an exceptional job. And you got some people who kind of freeloading, who don't want to maybe give the effort or just have other things going on. And they're riding the coattails of, you know, the star pupil in this scenario and try to get an A. And it backfires because the player or pupil in this instance is doing so much that is noted by the professor that, okay, clearly this kid did most of the work and they still get a B because not everybody does what they're supposed to do. And that's what last night was. They needed to spread it out. Look, the Blazers did not have CJ McCollum or Damian Lillard. And you give up 136 and you allow five players on the other team to score in double digits. Four of them with... 20 points or more. That's just inexcusable. And then on the flip side, the Hawks only had three players in double digits. We talked about Trey Young. Clint Capella had a great night. And that was a carryover from the Cleveland game, which he played an exceptional game. 18 points, 23 rebounds. And that game followed up with a 22-point performance going 10 for 10 from the field and adding 11 rebounds. And then Kevin Herter in his first game back out of COVID protocol and they talked about it on the broadcast that he was able to find a, a school, a gym that was isolated, that he could still get some shots up and do some conditioning while he was out due to health and safety protocols, which helped him come back in a little better shape than some of the other players that came out of protocol last night. And he looked good, especially down the, down the stretch, but ended with 18 points, 8 of 16 shooting from the floor, 2 of 8 from three-point land. And played 36 minutes, which was the most out of everybody who came back from health and safety protocols last night. Other than that, 
The players who returned, TLC, Gallo, and Lou Will, they all struggled. They all struggled last night, and rightfully so. But still, very frustrating because you need everybody pulling on the rope, and not everybody can give their best effort as far as pulling on a rope. And Okongu, in my opinion, could have been used more. But again, who knows what his conditioning level was because we have to be sensitive to whatever symptoms these players had, which we did not dis they don't disclose that. But he could have certainly been more of use defensively last night because the Blazers were getting whatever they wanted at times and his defensive presence could have been used. You know, Cam Reddish, who was a game-time decision, could have certainly been used on both ends of the floor defensively, being a wing defender, and offensively being a third, fourth scoring option for the Hawks last night. And then you have Skylar Mays, who had a terrible game yesterday. And then DeLon Wright could have been a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end, which a lot of people complain about. But offense is not his, his forte. He's a distributor. He can defend. He, he does the little things. That's why you bring him in. That's why he's a good backup point guard. You don't necessarily need a scoring backup point guard. Uh, he does all the other things right that you want in a backup point guard. And no pun intended, they are talking about right. But certainly he could have been a little bit more aggressive offensively. And again, everybody was, just seemed like they were in awe of what Trey Young was doing and took a back seat, but did not try to do anything to help him. I like that we had 31 team assists last night and that we outscored Portland in the paint, but it comes back to the defensive end after a 40 point outburst offensively for the Hawks in the third quarter. You let the Blazers outscore you by 10 in the fourth. And there were some people complaining about Trey Young being out too long in that fourth quarter, but the man has put up a lot of shots played 30 minutes already to that point. We can't afford to lose him, so we have to give him rest. I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean, like I said, we have other players with limited conditioning. We have a limited number of able bodies. Lou Will clearly was not effective last night. DeLon Wright was not being aggressive. Skylar Mays was ineffective from the field. What else are you going to do? Like, you have to use those players, and you have to give Trey Young rest. He played most of the third quarter, if not all of the third quarter. So <laughs> I get what you guys are complaining about. But again, you have to look at what they have available. You got to look at the sum of all the parts. So there's a lot of times where people just complain about what they see, but not think about the big picture, which a lot of people don't. We're fans. We dig on emotion. But defensively. We have to get better. And I'm going to talk about Travis Schlenk's comments about defense a little bit later. The Blazers, they just had four more three-pointers made than the Hawks last night. Statistically, and then obviously Trey Young had two late in the game to obviously bump it to 53 and then ultimately the career-high 56. So in reality, when it really mattered, the Blazers made six more three-pointers than the Hawks. Blazers would make 18 last night and shoot almost 44% from the floor. That's not going to get it done if you're trying to play defense. you got to run people off the three-point line. You know the Blazers like to shoot three ball. You have to run them off the three-point line, force them into a contested jump shot. You have to. That's just, that's, just, that's just 
simple basketball right there. And that's something that we've continued to struggle with running people off the three-point line as people continue to have career nights from the three-point line. You remember the Nuggets game, you know, the Bulls had great three-point performances. I mean, the list goes on. You can look back at the box score, see the games we've given up, given up 120 plus points, and then look at the three-point shooting percentage for the other team. It happens. And then we gave up way too many offensive rebounds, did not get stops down the stretch when we needed to, and Hawks are, as I said before, continually having a habit of giving up 130 points or more lately and allowing at least five players on the other team to score in double digits, which is alarming. So defense is a huge issue. And I talked about this on Twitter. It's crazy that when a lot of our big offensive players were out, you had the G League players in the 10-day hardship players playing. Yeah, they may not be offensively gifted like the players that are on our roster currently, but they damn sure played some defense. And now that we're getting some of these offensive players back, defense continues to be put back on the back burner. And they're trying to get in rhythm and find their shot. But their defense is just so horrendous that, yeah, yeah, we scored 130, 131 last night. But we gave up 136 without Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum on the floor. Things were just too easy. Just, like, white man can't jump. Just too easy. Just too easy. Dwayne Martin. Shout out Dwayne Martin. But you got to give Portland credit offensively. You know, without Dane, without CJ, you know what? They took it upon themselves to do the thing. And that's just about want to. Anthony Simons, who was grieving over the loss of his grandfather, which thoughts and prayers are definitely with him and his family through this tough time, had a career night himself. 43 points, shot 13 of 21 from the floor, and had nine three-pointers and added seven assists. A great night. He was trying to go toe-for-toe -to -toe with Trey Young. Nasir Little, 22 points, 9 rebounds. Norman Powell, a bucket getter. He gets buckets against the Hawks. 26 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Good night. Nurkic, you guys can have your opinion about Nurkic. And if you watch the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But Nurkic had 21 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. And then Ben Lackamore had 10 off the bench. Five players in double digits. Four of those players with 20 points or more. You can't allow that. You can't allow that defensively. Like, it was great that we got Herder back, Okongwu back, Lou Will, Gallo, and TLC. But if you're on the floor, you, you got to bring it. You got to bring it. I mean, Reddish with the game-time decision with that right ankle sprain last night ultimately did not end up playing. We could have used him. DeAndre Hunter. His timetable still on the rocks right now. And we still have right now, as I'm recording this here on Tuesday afternoon, Bogey, Collins, Jang, Johnson are all still in health and safety protocols. So something's going to have to give. And the GM, Travis Shalank, has talked about it over the last several weeks on his radio spot on 92.9 FM here in Atlanta. But he made some comments today. And with the trade deadline coming up, this is the first time he's mentioned potential changes on the roster. And I'm going to read you some of his quotes from this morning. Travis Schlenk will begin by saying, it's just frustrating because we've seen this group have success. And to see the group not make the necessary effort plays to win an NBA game, it's just become frustrating. And many fans can echo that sentiment. I can as well. 
He said, we have a few weeks before trade deadline here, and this is what I need to figure out. It's my responsibility to put a product on the floor that can win. Right now, I'm not sure I have done that, Shunk said. He said, there's no sense of urgency to make a stop. There's no sense of accountability that I'm going to stop my guy. It's just not there. It doesn't bother them. I hope he can flip a switch, but I don't know at this point. That is alarming when your general manager who makes decisions on personnel says that. And also, you know, best wishes to Travis Schlenk, who has a positive test this morning for COVID-19. So best wishes for him as well. But that is certainly some, that's some comments right there. That's definitely some comment. He said the remaining players that are in health and safety protocol are moving in the right direction. So we should get some players back hopefully soon. Ken Reddish's absence, he said, is not expected to be long term. So maybe we'll see him tomorrow in Sacramento. He did not put a timeline on DeAndre Hunter, which could be good, but could be bad. So we'll continue to monitor that situation. But again, he just said it's a hard pill to swallow when your team isn't playing well as you think it should. And he said, maybe I should lower my expectations for the team. He said, it's the same thing every game, and it ultimately falls on me. So we need to take a long look at this and see if this is the group we saw last year in the second half of the season, or if this is the group this year. Mm. There's going to be some changes coming up. There's going to be some changes coming. Uh, Travis Schlank did allude to being active at the trade deadline. So as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline, I'm going to do my research as far as who's going to be available what are people projecting? And then give my thoughts as far as who do we need to go after in the trade deadline? I know that people have talked about C.J. McCollum, but he's not on the floor. He hasn't been available. So that's a tough sell if, you know, I'm a GM right now. But certainly we need to kind of trim the fat as far as the offensive-minded players on this roster and maybe streamline the offense Find another score, you know, but trim some of the people who need touches and are more offensive minded, focus on some defensive minded players and let's roll with that. I mean, I talked about the similarity between Allen Iverson and how the Philadelphia 76ers were constructed and the Hawks, the, the 76ers took the approach of, you know, AI played defense, but with his size, they put a lot of big bodies, people who can defend around AI, which led to them having success in the Eastern Conference and ultimately getting to an NBA Finals but falling short. Hawks have taken the, when we have some wing defenders, but they've been in and out of the lineup due to injury. We have some size in Capella, Collins, athleticism there, or Congo we drafted. But we have a lot of offensive-minded guys that, you know, are more jump shooters. And I always talk about how we need more people who can get to the cup, finish at the rim, get to the free throw line. I put that on Cam Reddish. We saw it when Cam Reddish has opportunities that he could be a three-level scorer, but we need to see a consistency in that, and we need for him to be on the floor and so be available. And those things have been far and few between. So there's going to be a move. Who's going to move is still yet to be seen. But I think a lot of teams have been calling about Reddish. I think I think he's on the table. I think Gallo's on the table. Lou Wilson is last year, so it's no necess it's not necessary to, to put him out there for trade, but 
there's going to be some decisions made here shortly if things continue to trend in this direction. We were hoping with CJ and Dame out last night that we can start this West Coast road trip with a win. It didn't take on a, a struggling Kings team and maybe get a win there. Start 2-0, two, two and oh, and then you go into L.A. and you go in there and you roll the dice with the players available and, and you see what you can do. I know it's another Friday night ESPN game. You know we have bad luck with Friday night ESPN games over the last year or so, but we'll see. The Lakers aren't looking hot, but you still got LeBron. You still got Russ, even though he's, you know, not taking responsibility for turnovers in games, but they're still winning ball games at 500. And so, and then the Clippers, I mean, they play hard. You got to, I was hoping they can start 2-0 and on this West Coast trip, but falling last night really hurt, really hurt, especially, again, wasting the performance that Trey Young had. And now we have to take on the Kings tomorrow night, who certainly not going to be a cakewalk. I think we can win that game, but who cares what I think? It's all about what happens. And what's been happening is no defense or a lack thereof most of the time. And not enough ball movement. And we had it last night, but just not enough people eating, not enough people scoring, helping out Trey Young. Yeah, we're hopefully going to get some players back from health and safety protocol. I pray that that happens. But we got to play with who we have, and we got to go out there. We got to get a give a better effort on the defensive end. Like I said, Kings, Lakers, Clippers, and then you got to take on the Heat on January twelfth, and then two days later you travel down to Miami to take on the Heat again. This is not an easy stretch these next few games, so the Hawks are really going to have to bring it, especially on the defensive end. So we'll see what they can do to right the wrongs of last night as they have another opportunity tomorrow night. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it with everyone. Tell them about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. Share it with fellow Hawks fans, basketball fans, Georgia sports fans, NBA, whatever. Put them on to the show. Put them on our Twitter. Follow us at Ethos Hawks on Twitter. That's at Ethos Hawks. And then follow myself on Twitter at Brad Jarrett67. That is Brad J A R R E T T 67. Hawks fans, continue to have the faith. It's been rough. It's going to continue to be rough until we get everybody back in shape, building continuity. And I think this team will still make a run. I still have faith in that. But we're going to have to trim the fat. You know, New Year's resolution, people getting in the gym, trying to get back right. We're going to have to get back right. And if we don't do it on the court, we're going to do it through some moves with the trade deadline coming up. So we're going to see what moves Travis Schlank has up his sleeve that can get the Hawks back on the right track if the Hawks cannot do it on the court. So we'll see what they do in Sacramento. And I'll catch y'all before we take on the Lakers on Friday night.